This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. That brings us to 5.43 and it's time for today on Twitter where Zahid Hamidi is trending. Let me set the stage a little bit. Uh, this is coming amidst a flurry of UMNO updates, including the dropping of MPs who um, aren't aligned with President Datuk Sri Ahmad Zayed Hamidi. This includes Dajuddin Abdul Rahman, Shaidan Kasim, Anwar Musa. So with all of that, um, and with GE, of course, being very much in the mix, rumours are therefore intensifying that Zahid is positioning himself as the BN candidate for PM. Uh, cue a lot of faux surprise on Twitter. And uh, he has since, however, also denied asking UMNO candidates to sign a letter of endorsement for him to be PM10. But I think this is where the the tweets are coming from. Twitter being what it is, um, broadly speaking, I I'm not sure everybody's for it. <laughs> but maybe maybe the, the people who are wouldn't be on Twitter or may not be on the side of Twitter that I see. But um, just you know just set the tone. Well, you know, you know, it's quite an extraordinary journey. If you remember, just after the the last general election, Zaid Imidi was the very picture of a broken man, despondent, confused. He seemed to be had no direction to give his own party to a man who really does seem like he believes that the future is for him to take charge of. And I, so this is, I think, on one hand, an extraordinary journey. The other thing, this is, uh, you know, what's happening in our press, and we're going to be talking about it. I think a little later on, is uh, the display of power within a political party. And I, and I don't think Amno is unique in this. All political parties, even if they claim to be democratic, uh, you know, have uh, structures that might not, in fact, uh, sound look very democratic. And so a strong leader, you know, purging the party of rivals and uh, asserting his right to have his guys, his team, uh, is what I think we see on display right now. So, it's Twitter, right? Everybody loves drama. So I think some of this is coming from the fact that we haven't heard a lot from uh, incumbent Prime Minister Ismail Sabri. So on the one hand, you have Zahid Hamidi obviously making moves. Um, and then on the other hand, a lot of opacity on the other side uh, about what he might be planning or what the outcome what outcome he wants. Um, and that's really the tone. A lot of people are calling it Game of Thrones and, you know, there are a lot of references. But if we look at the tweets, um, let's see. Lelaki Bichamin Matta says, So the candidate for PM from BN AMNO is Zahid Hamidi, not Ismail Sabri. I hope they confirm this. No need to hide anymore and say Ismail is the BN AMNO PM candidate or poster boy. Domestic God 8 says, Definitely we didn't see that coming. <laughs> Followed by a sort of, you know, ironic, winky emoji. Uh, meanwhile, Tulsi Manugaran says, Of course, we can't expect anything less from BN and AMNO. So I urge every Malaysian to remember, Setiap undi untuk BN adalah undi untuk Zaid Hamidi. Please vote wisely and ensure the truth wins in the end. Which um, I think represents a, a fair swath of people kind of reminding voters of recent, how do I put this? Court cases, um, you know, controversies, just any number of things. Well, you know, actually the the country's politics has become so dramatic and so uh, filled with uncertainties. If you remember, you know, the last time we had a poster boy uh, from Barisan National who you know, was was finally switched out at the last minute was the Mantri Basar of Johor, who led Barisa National to a stunning victory in the state elections, but then was swapped out. Maybe not because of internal party uh, dynamics, but the larger dynamics of Johor as a state. 
nevertheless, I think it just reminds everybody that maybe claims and uh, like this is our PM candidate might not stand or will stand as long as it makes sense to the to the stakeholders. And once they don't, well, those promises can be quite happily uh, discarded. Well, Lynn, you said not everyone's for it, but some are. So Max Muas, for instance, says, expect chaos when the warlords are dropped from competing in G15. Uh, there'll be more similar to Tajuddin's spill the TPC. It's long overdue, but it's needed for the pol- politics scene in Malaysia. Despite his flaws, Zahid will be remembered as the enabler for this Amno reset. Yeah, Zahid's kind of, again, roaring back to take charge of his party, uh, especially after the, you know, the jailing of Najib Raza convicted for, you know, for all the things that we know he's been convicted for. Zahid's own sort of legal conundrums still, I think, dog him. But his ability to make Amno look like they're in the driving seat, uh, the driver's seat is, is, is extraordinary, right? So if you Extraordinary remember, is such a good word. It is, because you remember how uh, Muhyiddin and Bursatu thought they were in charge and they invited Amno back into power uh, as a bud had create a kind of cordon sanitaire, you know, Basatu and Perikatan against uh, the, uh, the, the the kleptocrats or the court cluster. Um, they, they held their nose while same time, you know, accepting support. Now they find, but then suddenly there was a switcheroo. And, uh, uh, and I think largely uh, orchestrated by Zayed. And Zayed has now, you know, uh, pushed the, the country towards an election in order to further his and his party's interests. So, uh, Shamila, earlier you mentioned the sort of entertainment, mm. eating the eating the super rings quality <laughs> to some of this. Um, Iqmal says, I suspect there'll be twists and turns in this Amno Game of Thrones. IS will retaliate. I think saying IS over Ismail Sabri adds that sense of... It adds of, to the drama. Yeah, the yes. drama. Uh, meanwhile, Nusaiba says, um, and as initially expected, Ismail Sabri and his supporters within the party might be at the losing end as Zayed Hamidi consolidates his authority as party president. Unsettling but expected. How does PH's strategy match up for the upcoming battle, I wonder? That's a good question, right? Because um, what is PH and what is their strategy if it's a Zahid that they are going against rather than an Ismail Sabri-led coalition? So the question is, because we now have more than one, uh, more than two coalitions going head to head, the question is, who's the enemy? Who's the model enemy for the other coalition? I, I, you know, are, do Perikatan uh, National and uh, Pakatan Harpan actually have a common enemy? Or do they secretly all loathe each other and therefore, you know, can't <laughs> wait? And I think that there's enough in the media that tells you. I do want to ask you this. I mean, if you think Zayed is a master at controlling his party and, and and giving it some direction, will he be good as a man to help the country out of the multiple crises they're facing, whether it's environmental crisis, the economic crisis, the, you know, the, the social dislocation that's come from COVID and so on? Do you think he is the man? He might be a great chess player in politics. Will he be good for governance? Well, that's actually the question we're asking you. So I'm looking forward to hearing from our listeners. How do you feel about Zahid Hamidi potentially being the PM candidate for BN? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp or send us a voice note 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Become fabulous millionaires. BFM 89.9. 
BFM 89.9. That was Travelin' Band with uh, by CCR. It's 5.54. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila, Lynn and Sharad. And uh, earlier on today on Twitter, we've been talking about rumblings, rumours that Zaid Hamidi is essentially putting himself forth and positioning himself as BN's candidate for Prime Minister. So do weigh in. How do you feel about that? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp, or send us a voice note zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, we do have some messages. Let's start with this from Shamil, who says, if the rumour is true, I might be swayed to vote for PN. As much as I <laughs> as much as much I dislike Muyidin, I dislike Zahid, Atok and Anwar more. That is to show how much I hate Zahid. To be fair, Lynn softened the language I, a little I, bit. I went with it at the end, partly because <laughs> I, I don't want to underplay how strongly Shamil feels. But that's an interesting point, Shamil, because um, I'm wondering how many more might feel this way. Yeah, and you know, you're absolutely right to to make the choice based on um, the you know your feelings about the history of these individuals. But there is this other thing that kind of hangs over, uh, you know, the, the many of the the candidates is, you know, in in the case of Zayed, it's his court cases, right? They're coming up. He's he feels that he was exonerated from the last case. There are many more cases coming up. The question, of course, is you know, how much um, trust people feel for their political leaders, how much trust they feel they need for their, uh, to kind of uh, vote somebody in. We do have a voice note that's just come in. This is from Angel. Honestly, I don't see there's any strong candidacy for prime minister candidate during the next GE15. You know what? Maybe this might sound crazy, but Zahin Hamidi might be the best choice where we all can finally move forward from all the crisis that we are facing right now here in the Malaysian economy. Angel, thank you for that. Um, if you'd like to send a voice note in, you can uh, WhatsApp it to us at 018-789-8899. You can also call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a WhatsApp. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. That is such an interesting point. Yeah, so I think the the, the message that Zaid Hamidi has been uh, putting out there is that Barisan National is the coalition of stability. After, you know, years of instability, the question, of course, that the critics will come back and say, well, who caused that instability? Uh, and that uh, you know, answer might find itself firmly in front of Zaid himself. So you know, how do you to square this? Though I think, uh, and I think this is what analysts are saying, the only way to achieve stability is for one of the coalitions to win big. And with by winning big, they won't have the kinds of push and pulls that we've seen over the last three years. I'm very intrigued by the tying in of the idea of stability to Zahid to Malaysian economy because it's a it's an interesting through line, right? Um, it, I understand that this is where a lot of our minds are at, especially when it comes to the GE and its outcome, and um, considering the battle wounds that the people are carrying from this revolving door of prime ministers that we've had. Um, but I find it curious that we that we are making like uh, what is to me a large leap from he's positioning himself here to he can bring stability to he will stabilize and flourish the economy. So it's, it's an interesting kind of 
extension of an idea that I'm not necessarily there for, but I'm it's curious. a non sequitur, you think, Lynn? Uh, to me, yes. But <laughs> I'm but I'm curious to know, um, you know, how others feel, and you know, Angel, how you ended there, um, especially because actually it's been Ismail Sabri that a lot of people have been pointing yes. to as being this stabilizing force. Um, keep those thoughts coming. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred WhatsApp or send us a voice note zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio and keep it here. BFM eighty nine point nine. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.